Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. You know how one expresses oneself is a is a complex thing, and uh, well, if you're within the sound of my voice, you know I don't have that problem, but because you're in the seats with once more. As always, my name is Dave Voigt, and I'm the host of this podcast, where we sit down with a wide-ranging variety of entertainment industry professionals, and we pick their brain about current projects, state of the industry, how they got started, and so very much more, in a light and in a conversational fashion. And, you know, if you like how we do things around here, I'm going to go out on that limb and assume that you do, because, well, you're listening. And if you are listening, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Give us the old five-star rating on your podcast provider of choice. We're available pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, and plus we archive every single one of our episodes over at our In The Seeds YouTube channel. So if you can give us a like and subscribe there as well, we would absolutely appreciate it. Also, uh, don't hesitate to check us out on social media. We're on the Facebook, we're on the Twitter, we're on the uh, Instagram, we're on the Letterboxd, we're on the TikTok, and God knows we're probably at a few other places too. At In The Seeds, for all sorts of fun updates, and finally... And I do dare say, most importantly, please pay us a visit over at In The Seats, intheseats.ca, for all the latest and greatest from the world of film, television, basically the moving image at large. Because guess what? If we love to watch it and write about it and talk about it, we'd love it even more when you come by and read about it and listen about it. So do us that kindness and pay us a visit. Well, as I'm sure you guessed it, we're still knee-deep, elbow-deep, uh, in the thick of it all when it comes to the Toronto International Film Festival, uh, which is running from September 7th through to the 17th here in our fair city. Uh, and we're, uh, well, what are we doing? We're, uh, right now we're talking more about short film because we love short film and it's an important thing to talk about. It's really such a fantastic platform for uh, so many young filmmakers uh, to get noticed and get to get their stuff out there and really kind of find their voice as uh, storytellers. And uh, we had the chance uh, to talk to a few filmmakers in the build-up to this TIFF, but uh, one film that caught our eye was uh, Meteor, which was really a very sort of stunning and uh, visually dynamic look at uh, personal reflections. At, and just sort of the idea of grief and defiance in the face of uh, the repression that women and sort of the LGBT plus community in Iran face and are, are subject to dealing with every day. And, and this is a really a dynamic, dynamic piece of cinema that uses so many different kind of styles in there. And it's just a fantastic short. And it's from filmmaker... Uh, Atefe uh, Kademo Lareza. I hope I got that right. But uh, she did a fantastic piece of work here, and Meteor is playing in the Shortcuts number one program, which uh, has its first screening uh, this coming Thursday night at uh, the Scotiabank. So if you're in the mood for some shorts, I do recommend you go check out that check that out. But uh, first off, enjoy our talk with uh, Atefe because, quite frankly, it's a darn good one. Uh, just thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate this. And I mean, and congratulations on uh, being accepted into the festival. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. 
Now, I, I guess my first question is like, walk me through sort of the origin of this film, particularly the style of it. I mean, was it rotoscoping? Like, how did you manage to sort of create the visual aesthetic of the film? Yeah, it is rotoscoping. And, uh, you know, when I was thinking about, I mean, when I got the story and I knew that what is my script and what I want to make. So I was thinking how I want to visualize it. So I wanted to make a film which um, um, mesmerized my audience through uh, experiencing a surreal feeling. So I decided to use rotoscoping and through this style, I paint uh, frame by frame and I um, uh, try to use some abstract images and blend them to the real footage and the real elements that I had. Uh, I also use some archival. And uh, so with all this combination, I try to uh, make uh, a kind of uh, authentic and uh, unique um, image for, for the audience. Can you walk us through, like for those who don't know, what the process of rotoscoping is? Because, I mean, it's an incredibly laborious process. And I mean, for someone who's making a short on essentially no money, it's definitely a brave thing to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> Actually, um, um, in my previous film, A Calm Sister, I experienced this style and I fell in love with it. Uh, I was making that film during COVID and I didn't access to my team uh, in China because I produced that film in China. And when I had my footage, I wasn't satisfied with the reality in the in those images. I decided to paint on them. So I practiced it. And in Meteor, I was like, okay, um, I, I will uh, develop this style and I improve it. So I uh, collect all of my um, film and footage, archive, everything that I wanted to have in this film. And then I started to experience in Photoshop the style that I wanted to uh, use as a, in my painting. And I, when I got it, I, um, um, I used my Scentic and started painting frame by frame on my footage. What is it about this particular style of animation that allows for such evocation and emotion? Because, I mean, any time I've ever gotten to see it used, it's always just so compelling. I mean, I'm kind of curious, what is it from your perspective that drew you into this style? I think it's uh, fabulous that you can um, add some imaginary world to reality through this style. You know, and then also it is believable and people, because it's very real. And so people believe it and it, it just um, mesmerize you to the world that you want to create for the audience. So that's why I love it. No, absolutely. And I, can, I encourage other filmmakers, especially those animators, that they know how to do it, to use it more. Well, no, and I mean, I definitely agree with you. And I mean, it allows to really sort of look into some some important issues because obviously the the like the theme around the film, it, it's dealing with some pretty severe stuff. Do you think the animation style sort of allows that degree of separation, especially when you're trying to uh, tell a story of something sort of very relevant and very real? Yeah, the story that I was trying to tell 
was harsh and dramatic and full of trauma that I experienced in my during my life in Iran. So when I wanted to select the style, I was thinking that I want to make it in a way that my audience enjoy the vision, but <clears throat> melt in the story. But at the same time, they experience sadness and hope and strength. So it worked for me. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I'm curious from your perspective, what is it about the short form of filmmaking that allows for, I would guess that probably the right way to word it would be a certain amount of freedom. Because again, if you're telling this particular story, it may not necessarily work if you do a full feature or if it's all going to be animated, but being allowing allowing yourself sort of that truncated period to sort of express these ideas, but in a really sort of abstract and different way, it feels like a different kind of art form than, say, just a standard narrative uh, narrative film. That's, that's totally true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, I mean, especially when you're working on something like this, and because, like we've said, rotoscoping like is so laborious like how long did it actually take you to 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 do meteor which is like almost about 10 minutes if i'm not uh not mistaken right yeah it's 10 minutes it's a really time come i mean you you should spend hours and hours and for me it took like six months or even more i started uh in uh, october 2022 and i finished it in july oh um, wow no yeah no, no 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 in sorry in may in may i finished it so and but i was keep touching it to complete this film so i, I spent lots of hours uh, and days to work on it but to be honest i'm open to try this style on a feature film <laughs> because i think it would be like, um, if I have a big team, for sure, I would be faster. But I did all the animating parts by myself. I was the only person who did the painting. But I believe that if I can gather a good team um, to help, so I would be faster. And I would love to try it in a feature film. How do you think doing the painting yourself informed you as a storyteller? Because, I mean, it again, it's it's such long work. I can imagine that, you know, on one end, it's different to say, oh, I'd love to do a feature if I had the team. But I mean, at the same time, you appreciate the amount of work it's done because, I mean, just doing 10 minutes by yourself took eight months. So, yeah, for me, it was. It, though it took lots of time, it helped me because at that time I was in a very, very hard situation, uh, especially uh, because I'm Iranian-Canadian. In yeah. Iran, uh, the move, the re revolutionary movement, women, life, freedom was happening. And my friends was in the street. They uh, stood up for their rights. And then they were killing you know, or arresting um, by the uh, repressive regime. And I was crying every day. And the only things that helped me to release from my pain was painting and uh, telling their story, being their voice in this film. And, um, you know, uh, merging the um, um, abstract image um, and adding them to the reality, to, to the real 
elements that I had uh, just um, helped me to express my emotions. Does short form filmmaking ride under the radar a little bit when it comes to the regime? Because obviously we know of stories of uh, of of many other filmmakers who have you know had have literally quite literally gone to prison because they've shown their film out outside of uh, outside of Iran. And I mean, and it's obviously not you know flattering, but does the short film form kind of fly under the radar, or is it just yet another way for people to get stories out there? For me, it doesn't matter about the length. Um, I had this opportunity to make uh, a 10 minutes film. Mm. So I think even this 10 minutes can help because right now it found its way, way to be screened, to showcasing, um, to showcase Atif. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and um, I'm, I'm so happy to just um, amplify, to amplify my uh, friend's voice through this short film. Absolutely. And I mean, at the end of the day, being part of this program, what do you hope audiences pull away from, from an experience like this? Because again, on one end, as much as I love shorts, I know the sort of the general public don't necessarily understand the importance of the art form. Like, what do you hope not only the pull away is from audiences who get to see this film, but also just the importance of short film in general. Hmm. I hope that audiences understand more about the difficulties um, LGBT folks and women women uh, face in repressive systems. Um, I want them to emphasize with this struggle and recognize the importance of the standing of for human rights um, and uh, social justice. Um, Matter aims to encourage viewers to support movements that stand of equality and justice. And I hope that um, audience can um, be voice of um, uh, these people. For sure, short stories can have a powerful punch. Absolutely, but I mean, uh, Atef, that, like that's how I pronounce your name. Uh, okay, you can call me Ati, but my, the correct pronunciation is Atefe. But you can call me Ati. Okay, sure. Ati. Yes, but yes, just Ati. Ati, just thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate this. And again, I mean, I have a good time, Atef. I mean, enjoy the ride, you know, and and congrats on the film. Thank you, thank you so much. And don't forget to, to visit our friends over at Bay Street Video for all your DVD, Blu-ray rental, or purchasing needs this summer, as they are still open for curbside and some mailing delivery as well. Over at 1172 Bay Street, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, you can give them a call at 416-964-9088. That's 416-964-9088. Or send them an email at baystreetvideoto at gmail.com for any of your DVD and Blu-ray needs.